0: Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Clutter. I'm your host, Margot Statton, a professional organizer specializing in toxic clutter. And today we're going to talk about five places in my home that I never declutter. This might shock some people, but minimalism is not the only path to a clutter free home. I am not a minimalist by any means. The truth is that clutter-free is completely subjective. It's really just about surrounding yourselves with things that you use and that make you happy. So if you love your seven lamps, keep them. If you love that weird knick-knack from 12 years ago, keep it. If you use 17 spatulas, keep them. Okay, 17 might be a smidge too much, but you get where I'm going with this today. You choose what clutter-free is for you and your family. And as long as your home gives you peace, go for it. And heck, have it look whichever way you want. One of my best friends is actually a maximalist. The girl has more plants, throws lamps, and candles than I can count. And her home is one of the most welcoming, warm, loving spaces I have ever been in. And if you ask her to her her home is clutter-free. So don't let anybody dictate what you should keep and what you should toss. Focus on surrounding yourself and creating a home environment and atmosphere that makes you happy. If there are areas of your home that are making your eye twitch, if you feel like you have a lot of stuff, then of course declutter those. But today I wanna talk about personally for me, the five areas of my home that I never declutter, and trust me, if you've ever watched any of my YouTube videos, I get a lot of comments about declutter this and declutter that, and listen, that's completely cool, right? We all have our opinions on what a clutter-free home should look like. So let's jump into five of my areas and uh, let me know, are any of these areas things in your home that you refuse to declutter? Or do you feel like those spaces that I'm going to talk about today, I should absolutely 100% declutter? Let's start off with a really controversial one. And my number one area of my home that I never touch, that I don't declutter, I do vacuum because they get dusty, are my books. Ladies, books are incredibly subjective, so let me share a story with you all. A little while back, I had a client named Amy. Amy had hundreds of books in boxes all over her living room, bedroom, entryway, and yes, even the garage. Some were boxed up while others were just sporadically laid out. They covered surfaces and created that dreadful visual clutter look. They were dusty and they made her feel suffocated in her home. To be quite honest, they were a huge fall risk for her by blocking a ton of walkways. So that would be classified as toxic clutter in the sense that it's incredibly unsafe. Amy struggled to part with them because she felt wasteful. She had spent so much money on them over the years, her kids' college textbooks, books she handpicked at the thrift store and garage sales over the years. She was a big fan of picking up books that neighbors left out in front of their house labeled free. Amy's book suffocated her and made her feel guilty, yet she struggled to part with them because she felt wasteful, like she was throwing away money. She wanted them gone, she just didn't know how or where to start, which is a very common problem. Now, on the other side of the pond was Donna. She, too, had hundreds of books meticulously organized on her floor-to-ceiling bookshelves. She read each and every one of these books, some multiple times, her favorites she could recite verbatim. When you entered her home, Donna instantly took you to her wall of pride and showed off her incredible collection, organized by genre, soft versus hardcover, and, of course, in alphabetical order. She was incredibly proud of it. Entering this portion of her home was like walking into a beautiful library. To Donna, one of the proudest days of her life was when she was able to publish her own first book and was able to add it to her personal book collection. You see, to Donna, these books were not clutter. They were meticulously organized and made her feel happy. I am Donna, you see. While to some, books are an eyesore with their different colored covers and sizes, but to me, they are a source of joy and pleasure in life. Once a week, I pull out one book from my library, cuddle up in my favorite cozy nook area, and read. This area of my home will never be decluttered. So you see... Having books doesn't necessarily mean that you have to declutter them. It's really about your perspective on the book collection that you have. Is it organized? Is it Does it give you pride? Is it a source of happiness? Or is it something that stresses you out? Or maybe it's a combination of both. Maybe there are books that you currently have that are must-keeps, whereas others, such as old textbooks that might need to be decluttered, the choice is absolutely yours. Let's jump into number two, and it is sentimental items. Full transparency, I don't have many sentimental items. I tend to, in general, not be the sentimental type. But over the years, I have accrued some artwork from my daughter, her first baby hat I still have, her first Christmas outfit. I still remember she actually got sick on Christmas. It was so sad. (laughs) And I've held on to a few items from my own childhood. Um, if anybody wants to laugh, I used to have a teddy bear. I called him Pajama Freak. I know, kind of weird. Anyways, I've had that teddy bear since I was like eight years old, and yes, I still have him in my closet. <laughs> I don't know. Let me know. Connect with me on Instagram at Be Good to Yourself by Margot, and let me know. Did you hold on to a childhood toy of yours? All of my sentimental items fit comfortably in one box. This box is labeled Memory Box, and I don't touch it. It's stored comfortably on the top shelf of my closet, and my game plan is to toss it when I get older because while these items are sentimental to me, they won't be sentimental to anyone else. I think it's so wonderful to hold on to memories, sentimental items, and things that matter to us. It becomes clutter when we assign sentimental value to too many items in our space and it starts to get out of control. And that's when some decluttering is in order. As a pro tip, if you are a sentimentalist and are just starting out on your decluttering journey, do not, I'm gonna say it again, do not begin with sentimental items first. It will take too long and elicit one too many emotions oftentimes stopping the decluttering momentum so we don't want to do that so you want to start with the easy things first such as your sock and underwear drawer which is my favorite go-to all right next up are photos so i catch a lot of heat on this one <laughs> and here's the honest truth I do not declutter my photos. I love having photo albums like books. The tangible aspect of flipping through an album makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. I am absolutely still the person who prints photos twice a year and even makes scrapbooks, sometimes documenting my family's travels. I'm incredibly mindful of what I print and I typically don't print multiples of the same type of photo when one will suffice. So I'm not really accruing dozens of albums, but I will not. (laughs) I will not, and again, a lot of you might disagree, but I will not subscribe to digital shenanigans. And also something that I do is once I print the photos, I will actually delete them off of my phone. So I do a little digital decluttering. Let me know, do you print your pictures or am I a dying breed? So again, you see, everything is about moderation. It's having enough, you know? I feel like if I had, you know, like... 50 photo albums. First of all, I would have absolutely no place to store them because I live in a very, very small space. Um, But it's really about moderation. I feel like I have just enough and it suffices for me. And it's really, you know, photo albums, I'll sit down with my family and my daughter and look through them, right? We use them, they make us happy. And I enjoy having it. But again, it's incredibly subjective. Some people are like, digitize, digitize, digitize. I know that there's somebody actually for, um, I think for Christmas or something, one year gave me one of those digital photo things where you can upload your photos in them and it's like a digital frame that'll kind of show one picture after the next. And (laughs) I was like, "Mm, no, not for me. It's like the same thing with the Kindle. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm just somebody that prefers the smell of a book. I prefer to physically flip through the pages. Something about the entire process like, de-stresses me and reduces my anxiety. So as much as I love tech, I love tech, don't get me wrong. I will not subscribe to digitizing certain things. Oh, this is another one. I get a lot of hate for this one on YouTube as well because I film in my house and you can typically see it in some of my um, videos. Um, And by the way, if you haven't seen any of my YouTube videos, you can find me at Be Good to Yourself by Margo on YouTube as well. This next one has to do with my refrigerators. So I have pictures of my family and my kids' artwork on my fridge. So a lot of people have mentioned that my fridge is super cluttered. So while I admire walking into someone's home and seeing a clean fridge with nothing on it, it's, it is aesthetically tidy. I'll I'll be honest. It is aesthetically much tidier in your kitchen. With that said, it is not an aesthetic that I subscribe to. That may change in the future when maybe I own one of those stainless steel smart fridges where it like itself is a focal point in the kitchen. I don't know, maybe, you know, I, I, I don't want to say, never say never, actually. But in the meantime, for now, I happily enjoy looking at my family my pup, and the little dragon image on my refrigerator. Every time I open it to grab some water or make a sandwich or, you know, get anything else out of the fridge, I even get so much satisfaction walking into my small kitchen and seeing my daughter's glowing face on my fridge or a photo of my dog or, you know, again, her recent work of art from school. It makes me happy. It genuinely makes me happy. And, and, that joy to me is worth so much more than having my fridge, you know, look tidier, I guess, or rather clutter free, subjectively clutter free, as some folks might say. So we'll see. I don't know. Also, let me know, do you have pictures and stuff on your refrigerator? I also actually used to, I used to travel a lot. So every time I would travel, I would collect a magnet. So I used to have a lot of like different magnets on my refrigerator and yeah that did make it look much more cluttered so recently I did invest in like much more uniform magnets because it's just the pictures are so colorful on their own I didn't think that they needed any add-ons so but otherwise for now the photos stay on my refrigerator. All right and finally and this is a big one and I think that this is also a huge problem for A lot of us, and the cause of much frustration in our homes and in our dynamic with our loved ones. And it is that I never, and I do mean never, declutter my partner's stuff. So I have been married twice, (laughs) and I have never decluttered my husband's stuff. I don't believe it's a good idea to declutter their things. Oftentimes they can benefit from a ton of decluttering, especially when we ourselves are on a clutter-free journey and it feels like they just keep accruing more stuff while we're eliminating our stuff. Nothing good has ever come from tossing a bunch of their things without their involvement or permission. Here's a little secret though. So I have... (laughs) rid my home of a husband's item or two like I didn't declutter it was just like a few things here and there that I didn't feel like he would miss um and on one instance he actually asked me about it later on and I just pretended like I had no idea what he was talking about and I was like yeah we'll just keep looking at for it I'm sure it'll turn up one day it's never gonna turn up it was in the trash from like six months ago <laughs> But the reason that I don't do this, and I I don't really encourage clients to do this either, is because decluttering is such a personal process that I feel like we are robbing them of choice. As frustrating as it may be to live in a home with them being the clutter bug, it might do more damage than it's actually worth. So I've coached many women through decluttering their homes, and it's challenging, emotional, and really comes down to mindset. Understanding how difficult it is for some of us to part with items, it's important and more sustainable if our partners go through their version of the journey as well. I find that leading by example is a great place to start, so focusing on decluttering our own things first and then maybe little by little involving them in the process might be a great place to start. I've actually seen great success with um, us starting to declutter first and then our partners following suit. Um, If you're a member of my Facebook group called Declutter Your Life, it's a free Facebook group. You'll find that a lot of women in the group share how, you know, their partner is a is a cluttersome individual. But what they've noticed is that and they've actually been shocked that once they started decluttering, like really thoroughly rolling up those sleeves, like action oriented, great women, by the way, in the group. And if you're part of the group and are listening, I appreciate you. And what they've reported is that as they progressed on their decluttering journey, something very interesting happened and that the husbands actually, or the partners rather, started to want to join in and were more accommodating of us letting go of some of their items. So give it a try. I know that in the beginning, it might seem like it's never going to happen. And the truth be told is some partners will never get on boards. Some partners will never want to get rid of their stuff. But I have seen A lot of success by us starting first, decluttering our own stuff, and then it almost becomes contagious. So those are five things or five areas of my home that I never declutter. So keep what you need and love. Toss the stuff that's causing you to clean incessantly, that gives you stress and anxiety, and prevents you from enjoying your home. But don't let others dictate what you should keep and what you should get rid of. Thank you so much for listening. As always, good luck on your decluttering journey and remember to be good to yourselves.